Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. This is number 173 in the series, and I'm stoked to do it with uh, a good friend of mine who made his first career main event this past weekend in Anaheim, and uh, I'm really, really happy for him. It's Richard Taylor. What's up, little RT? How are you? What's going on? I'm good. So your dad's rich. You're Richard, but you're kind of yeah. rich, too. So I never quite know what you junior rt junior what 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 do people call you yeah so my dad everyone knows my dad is rich so he kind of took rich i feel like yeah i feel feel like he did too right (laughs) yeah so i've been i I guess i'm richard but uh i've never really go by junior or anything i don't really know why but yeah i'm pretty much richard taylor what do your friends call you like just Uh, richard oh they do say richard oh dude or the Wagemans. Wagemans call me Ricky, Rick Dick, uh, all <laughs> okay. sorts of things. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Sounds good. Uh, I want to thank the folks at Pro Taper, Maxis, Roost MX, and uh, Namira Pistons for coming on board as well. Maxis Tires are on board, of course. Uh, thank you to those guys. So um, – Going to get into this a little bit. Uh, congratulations, man, on your first main event. We'll, we'll get into sort of um, uh, the race itself and, and coming into the season and all of that. But, yeah, you were close at San Diego or Oakland. Oakland, you were close? Yeah, San Diego. San Diego, you were close. And Anaheim won. Yep. Uh, and then uh, hadn't done it. And then this one, uh, yeah, no problem, man. You got it done. How did it feel when you crossed the finish line? It was a big relief. Um because in that heat race, like right before the finish line, is when Walsh just exploded Woodcock. Yep. And I got tenth with a fall in that heat race. So I was kind of stressing just because I know I've been so close so many times now. Mm-hmm. And going into that LCQ, I, I can tell like my dad and the people around me. It's like okay, it's time to like make the main now. You've been so close. You got to start doing it. So. uh it was nice. I was I was just pumped to get in, um, and yeah, I, it was really. I was so pumped. I was. It, it almost felt like the night was like going back to the pits. Like I was super excited. I wasn't nervous for the main or anything. It was like okay, just time to go have fun now, and uh, yeah, it, it was one of the coolest moments of my career so far. For sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. And like you said, you were close before. Um, you know, and, and I don't know, after a while, like you, you got to get in right away. I, I know you don't got to get in right away, but getting in right away is better than having this stuff pile up. And then you start having doubts or whatever, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it, like San Diego, again, I was so close. Yeah. I had a really good heat race. I was an eighth for a really long time and then just missed it out of the heat. Mm-hmm. And then in the LCQ in San Diego, it was the same type of thing, same type of feeling like, yep. okay, this is mine. I'm going to make it in right now. And I just had things happen in the first corner, hit somebody, and then I was wasn't able to get back. So yep. to finally to get in, it's a weight off my off my back. And now I, well, now the expectation is now I need to be in the main every time. So yeah, that's yeah. what we're working towards. Well, now. that's my next question for you. Now, now you got to get in, right? Now it's got to be it's got to be every week, or 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 you know everyone's gonna go WTF. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like the the standard, yeah. The expectations go high. Like even Anaheim won. I, I was fifth in the LCQ, and then I don't know. You might have seen me on TV in the background, just squirrel out and fall all by myself with one turn to go. Yep. I ended up sixth in that LCQ. Um, but right, right from there, like going into Anaheim one, uh, I'm sure we'll get into it more. But like I, I didn't really have any time on the 250. I just yeah. hopped on and raced. So I had no idea where I was going to be. Um, 
but then right after Anaheim won, it's like, okay, well, I almost just made the main. I should be in the main. Right from there, the expectations went up. But now that I've actually done it, yeah. now I just got to continue to do it. So. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a tough class and it's tough as a privateer and everything else. And I know uh, you've you know you've been switching bikes a little bit and and and. I mean, in the 250 class, you've been trying to find a package that works for you for your bike too, right? Like you've been trying to, um, you know, you come into it with a motor that works well for you, but in certain situations it's not. So now you and, and Rich uh, are trying to figure out the best motor package and catching up on that where everybody usually has that dial by Anaheim 1. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about that the other day too. Like most of the guys I'm racing, I'm assuming like, you know, you have a practice bike, you have a race bike. I've only have one bike. Mm-hmm. I've, I don't even ride during, I ride one day during the week, very briefly. My dad makes sure to let me know on the 250. He's like, you better not put too much time on that thing. You're going to wear out the race bike. So I, I, I've been riding since, uh, since Oakland, I've only ridden one day a week and it's been like 20 minutes of riding and I'm out of there. So, yep. uh, we're changing things with the motor, uh, and yeah, unfortunately, in my first main event, I had uh, it let go on me. So I've actually I met the guy who's helping me out. My dad's old mechanic, Jungle Jim Chamberlain. Oh yeah, he's Jungle. Actually, yeah, yeah. He's he's putting it together for me right now. Um, and yeah, I haven't ridden since what today is uh, what Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. I might get to ride tomorrow, and then we're off to Phoenix. So yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's, it's a privateer life, bro. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your bike blew up for you in the main event. Uh, luckily, it could have could have went worse. It could have blown up somewhere uh, that would have hurt you. But uh, just landing off a double, it went. So um, yeah, could have been worse, I guess. Yeah. No. Definitely, I got really lucky. Uh, it was that big double over the first corner. I. I just landed and it full and died and I had to roll off the track. We had about four or five minutes left in that main event. Um, but thankfully Mike Ulrich at Yamaha, he's helped me so much. He was able to get me ahead. Um, so I'm able to race this weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah, I can't thank him enough. Uh, for getting me back going again. Yeah, I was just out with him on Sunday, and he was telling me a little bit about it. And yeah, he found a ma- found a magazine bike or found a test bike or something. So yeah, uh, yeah, just a stock head. We'll just throw on it yep. just to get me racing. But uh, yeah, I can't thank him and the guys at Yamaha enough for helping me get me going again. Uh, thank you to the folks at FXR Racing, and of course, uh, they continue with their motocross and off road goods, become an industry standard among both amateur and pro ranks. With the ever-evolving gear lines that provide quality, durability, at the same time, extreme comfort. Guys like Enzo Lopes and Phil Nicoletti and March Banks, Mike Brown, some guy named Kiefer, and more, we're FXRRacing.com. Uh, they support uh, a lot of guys. And, Richard, you used to wear FXR, and I know your dad is tight with Andy and Milt and the boys at FXR Racing. So, uh, yeah, I, I know you know the quality and everything else from the, the guys at FXR. Yeah, no, I love FXR. They're, they're family to me, everybody over there. And, uh with this this team deal this year that I did, I, I had to switch to Moose, but I'll always be family with the guys at FXR. Thank you to the FXR. Thank you to Race Tech as well. Uh, Pulp Twenty Two is a code to save with Race Tech. You can uh, get your motor work done, get some suspension work done, and uh, treat your bike better. It'll treat you better. Uh, change that oil and suspension. All right, don't leave it uh, running for dirty for so long. 
Pulp 22 is a code to save with Racetech, Racetech.com. Thanks to those guys for coming on board this podcast. And Firepower Parts as well, chains, batteries. They got oil uh, from a leading OEM manufacturer. They got chains made in Japan. They got Featherlight lithium batteries. Uh, FirepowerParts.com. Chiz is running Firepower. Uh, A-Ray and Cade, Firepower guys. Uh, Gopher Dunes Hondos won championships with Firepower. So and really, me too. And, and Richard Taylor running Firepower. Uh, the stuff's really, really good. And uh, if it can work in Supercross, you know it can work for you. So FirepowerParts.com. Uh, please check them out your local dealer. Go to your website and all that. Um, okay, so yeah, you touched on this, Richard, in the beginning of this podcast. You originally, the Manilock guys stepped up and, and are, are, are giving you a bike and are, are giving you a ride and taking you to the races. You were supposed to do 450s. And um, yeah, and this thing, how did this come up for you? How did this come together so late? Yeah, Um well, I really wanted to do 250 this year just because I feel like I needed to mature a little bit and get some experience before just jumping into the 450s. Um, it's gnarly, uh, obviously. So I was, but I, there were, with the bike shortages and everything with COVID and everything going on, mm-hmm. I could not even buy a, a Yamaha 250 if I wanted to. There was okay. nothing anywhere. Yeah. Um, so we were like, well, I guess we're, uh, going 450 so i had a 450 uh simi valley cycles and Dwayne there they've they've supported me for a really long time and i had a, a 450 from them and i'd been practicing all off season uh and that yeah that was my plan uh, then last minute uh, about three weeks until a1 the rock river guys mike everyone over there they approached me and they're like hey we're going to all the races we need a guy on a 250 uh if you want to do it, let's do Mm -hmm. it. So I actually, they didn't supply a bike. I actually had to provide my own bike. So So you did find one. (laughs) I did find one. Uh, An interesting place is where I found one. Yeah. Tell us, (laughs) tell us about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, we're like, well, we're not going to be able to do this if we don't find a bike. So my dad was on Facebook marketplace and there was this 2021 monster edition YZ 250 F on Facebook. And it was a wheelie boy bike in LA out in Hollywood. There was just some dude just wheeling it down the 101 freeway videos of him swerving in and around cars. But the thing looked brand new, like yeah, brand new. Like he wasn't <laughs> even dragging the fender. Okay. So my dad went down there to, to Hollywood and he, he brought my brother. I was riding or something that mm-hmm. day. So him and my brother went, cause he's like, I need to bring someone. I'm yeah. going to get robbed or something right. down here. So <laughs> anyway, my dad went down, um, but then it ended up being in like the hills of Hollywood, like the, a nice, nice area of Hollywood. Yeah. And my dad's like, well, this is kind of weird. Like, it can't be that sketchy. Like, these right. are really expensive homes and things. So my dad messaged the guy, hey, we're here. We got here early because my dad, my dad told him he was going to be there later than he was yeah. just to be safe. And uh, he's like, all right, well, I'll, I'll be out in like 15 minutes. So my dad told me, he's like, oh my gosh, he's going to get all his friends and they're going to rob the X brand van right now. <laughs> and uh, anyway, he waited about 15 minutes and this guy came rolling down on the bike, came rolling down a hill on the bike to the house. So he was out riding it that day. And, uh, yeah, That's he it. ended up being, he ended up being a super nice guy, I guess. Uh, I found him on Instagram. He, He's out just doing the wheelie boy life, just wheeling around. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he told my dad, he's like, oh, never laid her down, never laid it down. And we're like, okay. Yeah. So my dad bought it. It was a pretty good deal. Uh, 
my dad's like, this thing's got to have like 10 hours on it. Maybe it looks yeah. brand new besides, yeah. you know, the, the tire knobbies were completely gone. Of course. Uh, and he actually told us he does a burnout intentionally to get rid of the knobbies for better street traction. Yeah, of course. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, did you get I the, did you get the title though? Yes. I okay. got the title. Okay. I'm just checking. Yes. I'm checking. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, wow, that's cool. So you found the guy and he's on your bike doing wheelies down the street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I sent you a video yeah. prior. You can see he's on the 101 freeway, uh, <laughs> raising it up, swerving in and out of traffic, no helmet. Uh, yeah, with his friends. So I hooked it up to the Yamaha Power Tuner app. That's a really cool thing where I'm able to like yep. actually see the hours that's on it. You can't just tell me what it is. And my dad's like, it's got to only have 10 hours. Well, actually, it had 50 hours. I could not believe that, but yeah. I had 50 hours on it. Air filter had never been changed. Nothing had ever been changed, but it was all literally, it looked new. Like the filter yeah. wasn't even dirty because yeah, yeah. the thing had never seen dirt. I right. don't think. Right. So, um, yeah, we nice. got the bike. We went through, uh, went through the motor. I had, uh, Bill Orr and everyone at KYB, Ryan, they really helped me. They got me some really good suspension for it. And, uh, I rode it. Uh, three times and we got to Anaheim and that was my wheelie boy bike nice. in the in the night show at Supercross. How does it work on? Does it work better with wheelies? Does it feel at home? Does, is it? <laughs> yeah. No, it feels really good. I couldn't believe the rear fender didn't have any drag marks yeah. on it, but nothing. Yeah, really. I uh, made them when I made the main. Uh, I got a text when I got back after the LCQ and Colton Eck actually. He was like, you better be wheeling through the whoops and stuff. That Dude. thing needs to feel at home. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> that's but awesome. yeah, that's my one and only bike that I have 250. So that's yeah. all I've been riding and practicing on. Nuts, man. That's a, yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, you, you want to practice during the week to get better. I get it. But then, yeah, what, what can you do when you got a race bike and you're trying to save it and, you know, performance is everything. And so you're in a tough situation as a privateer like you know riding during the week definitely richard is better than not but yeah what can you do right so. yeah no exactly like i wish i just had a stalker to just go you know put time on but and it then, hurts me doing starts like i really need to do improved starts between some of the first rounds and doing starts on the bike was hurting me during the week i'm like oh my god i'm revving this thing you yeah know? yeah for sure so. um yeah i mean i see both sides of doing the 450s versus 250s for yourself for a guy like you there's more money in 450s you're going to be a privateer and, and all of that but yeah i mean you know you i mean how, how many career supercrosses have you raced um well other than this year yeah. I, my first ever supercrosses were uh covid cross COVID, in yeah. salt lake yep I did the two West Coast rounds there uh -huh. with uh, also three days of practice, just showed up. Um, and I did those two. And then last year I tried to do one, um, but I had just blown my knee out like the week before mm -hmm. on a 450, and it went horrible. So I don't count those. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so you basically have done two and then uh, uh, six six races. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so not, not a lot of not a lot of super costs, uh, time um, for you. Do you uh, – I feel like, so yeah, you came into those Salt Lake COVID ones. You were on an RMZ. You didn't have much time, which I didn't know until right now. But I felt like you looked pretty good. Um, you know, I, I, you know, you were jumping into a series that other guys had already been doing. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like you got some pretty good Supercross skills right out of the bat. Do you feel like that? Do you feel like you uh, are figuring it out pretty quickly? Yeah, I feel like I'm getting it. Um that those salt lake ones the track i remember was pretty simple mm -hmm. uh i i actually 
there was one rhythm section where you had to like sit into something and go three three i don't know but i was scared to do it i didn't do it like just being a newbie at all that stuff you kind of just don't you don't know what you can trust what you can do you're like oh if i sit into that i'm gonna go right over the bars but then (laughs) when you actually do it you you don't so um I felt pretty good there. I think my whoop speed was good and my corners were really good. And I actually qualified like 23rd or something in those ones. Both of them, I was right around there. And I wasn't even hitting some of the big rhythms. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I have a, a knack for that just for Supercross in general. I feel way more comfortable now having a full off season actually riding, uh, riding with the Wagemans a lot, mm-hmm. Robbie and RJ. I, I ride a lot with them and now that I'm kind of figuring it out a little bit, especially with the experience of actually doing the races, I'm, I feel so much better. Uh, I'm really tall. I'm yep. almost six, just under six, three. So my whoops, you would think would be ripping. And a lot of times they are, but I've also struggled this year in them too. So yeah, I think, I think I'll figure it out really soon. Yeah. I think doing all these is really going to help me for my future. Right. And do you have any plans to do four fifties on the other coast at all? Yeah, so that was one of the the things with the Rock River deal that I really, really, you know, um, what's the word, got me to do it really or wanted to make me do it really Mm -hmm. bad is they're going to all of them because Chiz is doing all of them out of their truck. And then also they have some East Coast guys. So at A3, I'm going to throw a 450 on the truck and I plan on doing all the rounds, whether I'm on a 250 or a 450. Okay, nice. Yeah, I think that'll that'll be awesome. Yeah, that'll be very, uh, very beneficial for you, you know? Um, Yeah, yeah. How is it with Chiz around there? Uh, Chiz has got his own little side deal, of course. He's a very popular rider over the years. Um, how is it having Chiz around? Do you talk to him much? Do you do you ask him questions, that kind of stuff? Yeah, Chiz is huge. Chiz is a massive help for me. Uh, I've known him before, and my dad has sponsored him forever. Right. So yeah, he's he's goggles. he's been OG X brand goggles forever. Right. Like 2010. I don't even know. Like yep. a long time. So yeah, Chiz is amazing. I. I bounce things off Chiz every single round. I walk the track with Chiz most of the time. Mm-hmm. We go to the chapel thing before together most of the time. Like I'm with him all the time. I actually was just asking him about how to get through the whoops just before the night show the other day. And <laughs> he gave me some really helpful things that I didn't think about. And uh, I can really work on implementing. So, yeah, no, Chiz is awesome. He's he's like a like a dad on the team like a, another dad so I, I was i was bugging him today that i i've been i text him and he's just like oh my elbow dude oh my el-. he was 30 <laughs> the other day he was like 30th in qualifying uh after the first session or something and he's like i'm sick my elbow i feel like crap i haven't ridden and i'm always like okay all right like and then i kind of don't pick him in pulp mex fantasy or whatever and then the <laughs> guy just crushes it and i'm like come on free come on uh, chiz figure it yeah, out no. yeah no he does the same thing you talked about it like i'm like (laughs) it's so funny because he won't be feeling it and he'll just put himself in the show like with one lap or whatever yeah i'll be like oh man were you hitting the whoops on the left or the right or what were you doing he's like oh i didn't hit him that time (laughs) i'm like he just he just went around him the whole time he's like yeah i just went around him and then in qualifying he'll just go lay one lap down he won't even like do the big rhythms until the night show. Right. And I, I tell, I'll be watching his practices and I'll be sitting with like my trainer and my girlfriend and my friends and stuff. And I'll be just like, look at Chiz. Like he's, he doesn't look insanely fast, no. but he gets in every single time. 
Like yep. he's just oh, solid. He's just, just it's on autopilot. When the nights when the lights come on, he's on it. He's on it. You know. So. Yeah, it's insane. He's I, but really, I do look up to him and yep. ask him for a lot of advice and help. And he's he's a big a big beneficial thing for me. So. Yeah, absolutely. FXRRacing.com. Uh, please check those guys out. Race Tech as well. Uh, Privateer Island Life. Man, like you said, you don't have a ton of ton of experience in Supercross. Um, you hurt your knee, you took a year off uh, or took some time off that, and then the COVID cross and everything else. But dude, these first four tracks, Richard, have been gnarly. I've not I've not uh, been envious of, of privateer guys. It's been tough to start the year. Uh, every week is big whoops, uh, some pretty good rhythms like that. That was that three 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 uh, this past weekend at Anaheim too. That was big and didn't have a lot of room for error. So, dude, it's been tough. <laughs> Yeah, um, definitely. The whoops have been, it's so funny. I've told other people this too. Like I go to a one and I'm like, okay, it's a one. The whoops won't be that bad. Like I'll I'll be able to groove into it. And then on track walk, they're absolutely massive. After the finish line, you hit that left and they were straight up and down on track walk. I didn't even know how I was going to blitz them. And I mean, I ended up being fine, but yeah. I'm like, okay, they can't they can't be worse than this. Like it's funny, they just threw the biggest set at the first round. They can only get easier. <laughs> then we go to Oakland and they weren't necessarily harder at Oakland, but they were softer. So then I was like, oh whoa, okay. Then we go to San Diego. Wow, I thought they couldn't get worse than A one, but these are like A one, but like five longer. Yeah. That's cool with no run. And then we go to uh A two the other day, and those honestly were the hardest set for me all year. And were I they talked really? to a lot of okay. people. Yeah. A lot of people I talked to said these were the hardest to get through all year just because they were so the right side was really steep and the left side everyone was hitting. So they were just really hard to get through. I would drop in like all the time. I couldn't stay on the top. So they've been really hard. I don't remember whoops being this gnarly. And uh it's that's another thing with experience. Like yeah. you can't practice legitimate supercross whoops until you get to the race like any practice track at least here in southern california they're not like the race at all so i, it's, it's I tough. would i would think that that little downhill would give you some speed and make those things a little easier but i guess not because i heard it from other guys too <clears throat> no i thought that too i was like do i hit him in third do i hit him in fourth i was trying both and mm-hmm. they just they were just really disruptive yeah and nothing was working <laughs> yeah and it's funny because my dad goes on track walk with me now and I mean, he obviously raced Supercross forever, but he's like, "Oh, you just you just blitz them, like no big deal." But then when he's down there walking the track with me, he's like, "Man, what are they doing building them like this? Like these are gnarly." <laughs> like he, I think he's down there with me, and he's like, "Oh man, they're actually gnarlier than I remember." So, yeah, really, right? Uh, yeah, your dad's old school for sure. He had a great career on and off the bike. Um, he he's funny to talk to because, like, he's just like. Yeah, just do this. Just do it. Like, like, like. There's no. He he doesn't coddle much, right? He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't baby you much at all. I was talking to him in San Diego, and that little dragon's back and off, you know. And he goes, "Yeah, he's kind of freaked out by this." But I told him, man, I said, "Listen, just blitz it, hit it with speed, no problem." And he's better. He better do it, or I'm gonna get pissed. Like, and and then you did it. You did it on like the second lap. You you got a pretty good. You cased it a little bit, but it was pretty clean for the second lap. And I was watching you, and I texted him, and I'm like, "He did it." And Rich is like, "Yeah, you know exactly or whatever." Um, yeah, so he wh- doesn't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know by now if he tells me to do something, yeah, he knows me, and he's seen me my obviously my entire life. So 
he knows if there's something he tells me to do, he's not going to tell me to do it if I can't do it or if it's dangerous or whatever. He knows I have the skill to do what he tells me to. So, but yeah, he's definitely not very soft in his delivery a lot of the time. Uh, after the day qualifier at Anaheim too, I thought he was about to go home because yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I did not, I had, I kind of struggled during the day and he just was not stoked. Uh, but then night show, I was a different person, and I think I need that from him to really, you know, kick me in the butt and like, okay, I okay. need to fix this up, you know. So. so, so the tough love thing works with you. You're not, you guys don't get into uh, screaming matches or anything so much. No, I kind of just hear it. I mean, yep. I don't know. I, I don't love. I don't like being yelled at, obviously, no, or whatever. No. But I mean, it's all from a good place and it helps mm -hmm. me in the end i guess so i mean i am where i am now and he's always been this way so it's good he's, yeah it's yeah. good and it's good that you know ultimately he has you know your he, he's your dad you know he loves you he has he knows you can do something right and 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 it's not coming from a place of somebody who doesn't know how to ride supercross he knows yeah. what he's talking about you know yeah and just like how i was talking about with chiz like my dad obviously has so much knowledge that he's able to bring to the races with me um whether it's little things like gate pick mm -hmm. whether it's how to do a certain thing on the track how to hit the whoops body position like he knows his stuff too obviously so i have a lot of good you know sources giving me information on how to improve throughout yeah, the day yeah absolutely what did he say when you when you made the main did he say anything or was he like let's get ready for the main like what did he did he take a no, moment he was pumped. okay he was, he was pumped. pumped okay but then right. he was like all right main event you can be top 15 like for sure these guys get tired you're in shape you're good and unfortunately i mean my bike blew up but i had also fallen so it wasn't really going that well but right. he was he was excited it was kind of a roller coaster of emotion that day just because you know the day mm -hmm. qualifiers weren't good i've been yeah. qualifying kind of crappy i was like around 30th and then end of the night show my heat race i was 10th in the heat race just missed it with a fall so he was pissed about that he's like dude why does this stuff always happen like where i fall in the first turn just dumb stuff where you know he says i go into the first turn with my eyes closed and just gas it and fall. <laughs> i need to which is something i'm trying to work on i need to be more aware of people but you know fell in the first turn or second turn or whatever in the heat and then Got 10th, and then the LCQ, he was like, all right, you got it. You're in. You can win this. So then I was able to get in through the LCQ. He was super pumped. So then we're on a high again. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then <laughs> once the bike blew in the main, I just I felt really bad because then it was like, you know, a yeah. sad bum. It was kind of a bummer. But. <laughs> the roller coaster <laughs> emotions. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for sure. Uh, thanks to the folks at Max's Tires as well. Talk about privateers, uh, A-Ray and Cade running Max's Tires, MXSTs, developed by McGrath. Uh, they got great mountain bike tires as well. And, uh, yeah, Maxxis.com, man. If you haven't thought about them for a while, for a tire, uh, yeah, start thinking about Maxxis a little bit. They do good things, light truck tires, trailer tires. Maxxis.com for more information. Um, what do you think you are good at, Richard? What do you think are your strengths as a rider? Uh, personally, I think I corner really well mm -hmm. a lot of the time. Uh, I've done some outdoors in the past and i've done well in some outdoors in the past so i feel like going into supercross that's obviously the first thing someone's going to be comfortable with is just ripping a corner or a rut or whatever so i feel like my cornering's pretty good um i feel like my whoops should be pretty good and i'm working on making them better just because i'm tall so that automatically by default should be a strength of mine um but yeah i mean those are my the main things 
I can hit a good setup when I'm not intimidated by the whoops mm-hmm. and I just go for it and hold the throttle on. I can rip a set of whoops. And if I drop in, I'm so tall, I can just put the rear fender in my lap and pull out of it. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, it, 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 you know, I, the one thing that's super cool about Supercross is whether you're Carmichael or Travis Preston or yourself or whatever, you can be successful at Supercross. It doesn't take a certain type of body to ride a motor car, motorcycle bike, you know, uh, really fast. Yeah. But, uh, but being tall in the whoops does help. That is absolutely without a doubt, you know, something, yeah. something that can help you. But it also can hurt me with being tall just on a 250. I'm just heavier yeah. just because there's more of me. So yep, yep. that's another thing. I'm 185. Uh, I really have worked to lean down to 185. So yeah, you're, you know, I'm racing guys who are one freaking 25, 130. So there's definitely some guys who are 140, which is 40 pounds lighter yeah like, think about like that, robbie right? wageman yeah robbie told me he's like almost 50 pounds lighter than me and i'm like oh my gosh like, yeah you yeah know, yeah no power, uh, so. yep that that's a a definite drawback for sure um so you correct me if i'm wrong here and i could be wrong so obviously your dad test rode for suzuki forever and you wrote suzuki forever and when you first jumped into supercross that was an rmz and then you went to yamaha uh, and then didn't, weren't you, didn't you have a, didn't you go back to Suzuki for a little bit there and now you're back on Yamaha? Wasn't there, didn't you get back with Suzuki at some point? Yeah. So, um, I was Suzuki when I first turned pro right. and throughout my whole, most of my amateur career. Right. And then, um, I actually had ridden for this Rock River team in the 2020 outdoors, the last four. Yep. When I got back from Canada, cause I went and did some, a series in Canada, right. um, I got back and I, I rode a Yamaha 450 for those last four and did pretty well, scored some points in the 450 mm-hmm. class. That's when really we did that's that. when we did one of these, I think, was that. Yeah, we, that. we yeah. did one of these then. And then uh, after that, I, yeah, I was back on Suzuki um, and just rode it out for a while. And I just felt like I, I wanted a change. I really liked the Yamaha and the guys like Bill at KYB really has my stuff dialed in on Yamahas. So. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I made the decision to just go privateer Yamaha by myself after that. Okay. Um, and I was getting ready for the outdoors last year because, you know, I tried to do that supercross with a blown out knee. It wasn't yeah. working out. I'm like, all right, I'm resetting. I'm getting on a Yamaha. I'm going to rehab my knee and go into outdoors. And unfortunately, literally the week before Paula, I crashed, got hurt, and mm. I was out for outdoors. So back to when i got uh healthy again that was when i got ready for supercross and the whole off season i had a full off season of supercross which i was really pumped on Mm -hmm. and then dropped to the 250 last second so wagemans have a track is that where i understand that's where you practice it's it's a it's a track up by magic mountain kind of okay it's it's kind of all of our track a little bit okay is that that's where you ride yeah yeah, it's our private little facility there. So right. that's where I ride a lot of the time, just so I don't have to drive two hours to like way down sure. down south. So um, your dad obviously owns X Brand goggles. I I worked for him for a little while. I, I know your dad from when he used to race too. That's when I that's how old I am. Do you do much work for X Brand? Are you working like during the day? Like how much are you at, at uh, X Brand stuff and uh, helping out customers and sales and that kind of stuff? So my brother, actually, Zach, he does a lot more of the warehouse stuff with my grandpa Uh in Agora Hills. And they're doing orders, packing orders, building laminates, building racer goggles for the weekend. Uh, I do that time to time, too. I'm in there helping out in the warehouse, packing orders. 
uh, I actually, in my free time, I go to the Racer's Edge in Simi Valley, oh, that yeah. motorcycle shop yeah. with Jay. Yep. And I'll work on bikes in the back there just to make oh, some Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, just because just I'm... I do all my, I'm my own mechanic during the week most of the time until we get to the race. So I know how to do most things. Uh, and yeah, Jay was nice enough to hire me basically just whenever I have time to come in, I can go in and help him out with like customer bikes in the back. So I do that a lot of the time too. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. I saw Jay at, uh, maybe the world vets or somewhere. I hadn't seen him for a long time. Jason, uh, Eck, um, the, uh, the racer's edge is old school, dude old school shop and see me so yeah i saw a video he posted on instagram or something a while ago of like tony alessi with mike in there when uh-huh. he was like on minis and like i'm like dang this is really og more than i thought actually so. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> uh richard taylor on the fxr racing race tech suspension privateer island life podcast i want to thank the folks at namira pistons since 2001 namira has been supplying factory level pistons and gaskets for every make and model from two wheels to four from weekend warriors to top athletes Namira's advanced piston tech has increased engine performance and reliability without increasing your budget. Namira.com to see the latest news and application updates. Uh, follow them on social, too. They're always doing cool stuff, some giveaways and everything else. So thank you to Namira. And Roost MX, uh, Pulp Nation is the code to save with Roost MX. they got a whole Cobra line on there. So if you have a little one, they're the official uh, merch uh, for Cobra. And they can have 48-hour turnaround for your custom graphics, number plates, or complete graphic kits. Whatever you can dream up, they can do it at RoostMX.net. And the best part is the code Pulp Nation will save you money. They have a whole pulp uh, uh, lifestyle casual stuff on their website as well. So roostmx.net. Thank you to those guys for supporting this podcast as well. Uh, Richard, we, we were talking before the year, I think, uh, somewhere. Maybe we're, I don't think it was World Vets. Anyways, you're starting to get into some stunt work like your dad. Uh, how much have you done and how much do you want to do that? Yeah, I uh, I I love doing stunt work. I have my SAG card. Um and I, I really want to do that. I want to do it as much as I can. It's just really hard to to get the work when you're not actively pursuing it 24-7. Oh, okay. And with yeah. racing, yeah. with racing, that's tough. So uh, it's definitely something after racing I really want to pursue. Uh, I did, right, not too long ago, a few months ago, I did a show with Chris Pratt. And I actually worked like right next to Chris Pratt in the ocean in a wetsuit like doing stuff just out of frame while he could do something on frame doing like a full scene. So like I've done some really cool stuff with stunt work and I, I would love to get into that more if I can. What what do you mean? Like you were doing the moves and, and he was copying you or, or like, so, so we were in the ocean and it's a tight shot. So mm-hmm. it's Chris Pratt is drowning this guy. He's like a hero. He's drowning yep. this. That doesn't sound like a hero, but yeah, he's drowning yeah. this guy who's under this log and the log is fake. So it's floating yep. and we're in like, I don't know, three feet of water, but yep. the waves are coming in and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I'm outside of the frame because it's a tight shot on them, just outside of the frame, trying to stabilize the log as much as oh, I can okay. yeah, yeah. from yeah. the waves coming in. Right. So a big wave will come in and I'll just grip this log. I have it like my arm around it and there's a guy <laughs> on the other side. Yeah. And we're just trying to hold it as steady as we can while they get the shot. And we were in the water like till... Yeah. Like three in the morning, like doing really? stuff. Oh, shit. yeah. Well, that, you know, I've been on a couple of movie sets and I'm always amazed at the, the a 30 second scene will be four hours of filming. It's nuts. Yeah, they they got to get the shot. And 
I mean, it's really cool though. Like it's just cool being like, it's something I would enjoy. Like in, I would love to do other than racing. Like there's not a lot of stuff other than racing where yeah. I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. Like I always just dirt bikes 24 seven. That's all I want to do. But that's something that like, that'd be, that'd be sweet. Like I'd like to do that. And a lot of the time I can ride a dirt bike or do something involved with what I like to do yeah. in stunt work. So it's great money. Yeah. It's fantastic money. And, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that part is really good to do. And, and so did your dad get you into SAG? Is that, did your dad do all that? Or did you have another connection or how'd that come together? Well, yeah, my, uh, there was a stunt coordinator. I did Lethal Weapon when I turned 18, uh, like at the TV show on Fox. Okay. And the stunt coordinator was able to do do something to get me my SAG card right then. Because that's, that's a really hard part. Getting your SAG card is like insanely hard, I guess. So yeah. I was lucky enough to get my SAG card from there mm-hmm. and uh, do some work on that. And then now that I have it, if any stunt coordinator wants to hire me, I have my SAG card. So that's like yeah, that's the, a huge the thing. thing you need. Yeah. No, that yeah. that's why I ask because that's a hard thing to get. People people struggle to get that, you know. Yeah. Um. And then where were you supposed to go before uh, your dad poached it from you? What was that all about? My oh, told me the story. Oh. Uh, was it New Orleans? Yeah, I think. New I was, Orleans. Yeah. I was because Dave Castillo and my dad. They were. I guess my dad was like, "Do you want to do this show and shoot in New Orleans?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course." He's like, "Well, you might have to lay down a street bike, like, yeah. crash it," and I'm like. Well, I've definitely never done that before, but I mean, I'm not going to say no. I need to mm-hmm. learn this stuff. Yeah. And uh, I was all excited and ready to go. And then my dad stayed on the job and I got an email saying that my part was clipped. So oh, damn it. I missed it. Damn it. Yeah. No, you didn't get a chance to lay down a street bike. So I did steal a dad's part, though. One time there was a it wasn't a SAG like level thing. It was something smaller. But at Glen Helen, we had to jump. I don't know what this was even for. I haven't seen it yet, but. He was supposed to jump off the so the finish line at Glen Helen yep. where a keeper just wadded. Right, you go straight and it was a big bull turn. Uh, this was a few years ago. Yeah, a right one eighty. He was jumped off the turn, b- ditched the bike in the air and land in a bunch of boxes. Oh, like, okay. Bam! Yeah. Wow. So he overshot it. My dad did. Uh, <laughs> landed on his butt. Hematoma bruised his whole leg and yeah. butt. So he couldn't do it the next day. So they called me. Uh, they made it a lot easier. They made the lips steeper. It wasn't as big of a gap anymore, but I had to dress up basically looking like Jason Anderson. I had like Thor gear from when he was on Thor and uh, uh, some Husqvarna. Yeah. And I, I had to jump off this berm, ditch the bike in the air and land on my back in boxes. Oh. And it was scary. I was like scared, but I, we did it and I got the shot and I left by nice. 10 in the morning and that was the day. Yeah. Suck it, dad. <laughs> right um <laughs> well his gap was about like 30 feet that's further true, yeah. than what they ended up me hitting, yeah that's so. what you, that's what you said they made it easier uh yeah. um hey look uh, again talk about your dad he's been around the industry forever right x brown goggles and you've been around these guys and at the races and everything else but like are you intimidated at all by some of the guys you're lining up with and, and racing are you i mean i wouldn't think you would be because like i said you've been around this stuff since you were so little you and your brother <laughs> But do you do you get a little nervous? Do you look at some of the names on the back of the jerseys at all? Uh, honestly, no, not no. really. Yeah, I wouldn't think I, so. Uh, right. Yeah, I've just been around it for so long, and I've you know I've been at I live in Southern California, so I'm at tracks with these guys all the time. Like I just am going out there to to execute with what I can control and do the best I can do. And I feel like when I'm really on, I can I'm not you know like I feel like I'm pretty decent. So I I. I just want to 
they don't freak me out or anything. I've been right. racing yeah. top amateur kids or whatever through my whole life. So yeah, you know, I, I get it, right? Um, that's why I didn't think you would be. You've you've been around everybody else. So, um, well, hey man, thanks for doing this. Thank you for doing the FXR racing. Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. Congratulations on your first main. I'm sure it's the first of many. Uh, definitely you're a kid that uh, I, I cheer for and I pull for um, just because you, you've been so cool over the years and, and your dad's awesome and I want you to have success. And it, it was awesome to see you in there. And the way you got in was like just easy. You know what I mean? Like it was just, yeah, you just rode, rode around in the LCQ, pulled away from guys behind you, uh, kept pace with Derek. I think it was Derek Kelly. Derek Kelly was in front. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know what I mean? Like, you look like you belong, so uh, it'll just get yeah, easier from here. I was actually – I was stoked I didn't – like, obviously not, but, like, I'm glad I didn't make it out of the heat race that night just because two guys fell right there and yep. I would have squeaked in by accident. Like, yep, yep. it kind of felt good to – like, it wasn't – like, I legitimately yes. got a start, rode my race, and made the main. Like, it wasn't like I got in because guys fell or something. Nope, you know, so. No, absolutely. Yeah, you uh, you totally did it, uh, um, you know, looking like you belong. So, uh, first of many, I hope, and I think. So, that's awesome. Um, thank you for doing the, the show. Good luck. We'll uh, – Glenn, triple crown this weekend, man. So, better send it in a qualifier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know. I got to send it. Otherwise, I got to – go through the lcq again but the goal is yeah top 18 yep. so we'll see what we can do with yeah it. top 18 and the top four in the heat so you do or in the lcq so you do have a chance to race your way into it but yeah not advisable if you can get eight top 18 that's much better yeah for so, sure uh thanks for doing this richard i really appreciate it uh we'll see you this weekend man thank you yeah no i appreciate it thank you so much and i'd love to do more someday so well listen everybody I, who supports me I, i've told your dad to come up here and do the show uh 20 times in the past two years and and then he can always bring you, and, and I don't know why he doesn't want to do that. I, I, I don't. I know. told my dad he should do that too, because I like I said I listened to all of it. Yeah. So I'd love to be in on it. It'd be great for me for exposure, and it, I'd, I'd have fun out there with you guys. So yeah, just keep bugging him. Keep bugging him. Otherwise, we'll just have to bring me up. Yeah, and just I'll just do, just it. do that. Um, yeah, he <laughs> your dad's got so many cool stories. He's a great interview. Our listeners love him, and I'm just like, come up. You can promote X Brand. Bring Richard. We'll hang out, and and then he's like, yeah, 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 and then nothing happens. So yeah, uh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it together. Uh, thanks for doing the podcast, man. I really appreciate it. We'll see you this weekend. Yep, sounds good. Thanks, Steve. See you.